Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. We're thrilled to have everybody here. We're thrilled to have everyone on Facebook Live. And we just love Facebook Live. And we love having them. And we hear so many positive comments. And to God be the glory for them. And uh, we're thrilled to have you. You're very, very special people. And I just love having you. And we have those videos there at Facebook Live so that you can... uh, Watch them again, and that's we need to have you all learn and become mighty men and women of God and prayer warriors, right? We're thrilled to have everybody here tonight, and we're thrilled for people that have driven out of town, and we have two or three of those that I know of already, and I just give God the praise and the glory for people that travel even in the state of Florida, because Florida, if anybody looks at the map, it's a long state. And it (laughs) it takes a few hours to get down into South Florida. And uh, we're going to open up in uh, prayer, and then I'm going to read a scripture. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for um, all that you're doing in each of our standards lives around the world. Lord, we do thank you. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing and that all that you have been doing in the hearts and lives of the stander and then in the hearts and the lives of the prodigal and their husbands and wives. We thank you for what you're doing for the children. And uh, we ask that you would touch many of the children that are having difficult issues and hurting and wounded and their moms and dads, they want them to be home and, and they feel like they've been rejected, they've been abandoned and many of them have been, not intentionally because but they've run away from the whole lifestyle and the whole family. So Lord, we just ask that you would be, your, it says that you are the father to the fatherless. So would you please be with the, fa- the fatherless that are uh, hurting right now, and they're not fatherless, but they're fatherless due to divorce or separation. So, Lord, we ask that you would heal them and bring them, uh, the men and the women, to their senses that have left home. And in uh, Malachi 4 6, it says it turns the hearts of the fathers to their children, hearts of the children to their fathers. And it also says um, in the modern translations, parents. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just turn these parents back to their families, back to these children. These children need that other parent, even though they're living a a sinful lifestyle possibly right now. Lord, you know that they need to be loved by that uh, missing parent. And Lord, we ask that you would bless this service. Bless it mightily. I pray that uh, Facebook Live will tell all their friends that are having marriage problems or moms and dads or parents or brothers or sisters that don't understand what they're doing, 
that then maybe tonight they will turn and listen to it tonight and understand so they can support their daughter or son who are standing for a miracle for the restoration of their marriage. Lord, we ask that you would anoint my tongue tonight and uh, just touch it with a coal of fire. And we just ask that you would just, just have your will, have your way tonight. And we just give you all the praise and the glory. There are many people sick locally and around the world, and there are many that are battling cancer and other severe uh, death-threatening um, diseases on our chapel page, and we ask that you would be with everybody on the chapel page that's listed there. We ask for your divine touch on them all, Father God. And we ask for all the ones in the local area here and around the world that are battling flus and viruses in the season of the cold weather. We ask that you would be with them and touch them. So we ask that you would touch all our standards wherever they may be, and may you meet their most urgent need today for whatever it is. May you speak to them, show them, guide them, direct them, give them wisdom and discernment. And we will just praise you. Lord, we're praying for a mighty evening of praising you, Father, and a mighty night of teaching tonight. Tonight is a night of teaching. And we will just give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Psalm 121 is going to be where I'm going to start out. And it's actually related to what I'm going to be teaching on tonight. So I'm just going to tell you um, just a title right now, which has got two different parts in it. But a lot of you are saying every night or at home, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Is that maybe one of your cries? Okay, we all can pray that. We can all say that with different circumstances that we have. And, but we need to know that there is nothing better to cry out as to say, Lord, help me. Nothing. Because he's your Lord. And he is your helper. He is your healer. He's your deliverer. He is the greatest physician. But when we run out, we might, the other solution is, is to literally say, we've got this problem. And we just picked up the phone and we cut off. Who? God, our Lord. We need to get on our knees or we need just to sit there with the Bible and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. And that's what I'm going to teach on tonight. And then we're going to go into another teaching right, that's intertwined with it. But I want you to know that God is your helper. But we've got to come to know him and know who he is. And if we don't know who he is and all, all that he is, then we can understand and have faith, hope, and trust that he is going to help you. And if you get sick, you go to the doctor, you go in and you expect him to help you. Right? Why can't we do that with our Lord? That's what I'm asking. I want you to understand, we go to the pharmacist, you get that prescription, you don't ask them, is this really the medicine you just, they, that I just gave you? We trust people, but we need to learn to turn up the trust on our Lord. Does that make sense? Okay. 
Psalm 121, now has everybody gotten to it? It says, I lift up my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. Listen to this. He who watches over you will not slumber. So we can go to sleep. And he's not going to slumber. <clears throat> Excuse me. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by the day, by, nor the moon by night. And now verse 7, I have it underlined. And verse 8, I have underlined and circled certain words. So this is mine. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Do you like the all? I circled all. That means I've got to believe and know that the Lord is right there going to be my protector, my defender, my advocate. And I want you to understand that. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Oh, what a, what a psalm. What a psalm. If you're having troubles right now, here's a psalm that you can read every day, and it would probably take you 30 seconds, a minute. Why don't we? We have got to get to the point that if we don't like picking up the Bible and reading it from the Bible, copy and paste it from BibleGateway.com and put it in your computer and you can have it on your computer. Have it on your uh, cell phone. How's that? Or go to BibleWay.com and just type it in and you get Psalm 121 and that's any easier in any version you want. So I'm saying, here we are. We've got a plan and a purpose tonight where we're headed, and God's given it to me, and we hear every week, I need help. Lord, help. I, I'm, I'm desperate. The Lord wants you not to be desperate. He wants you to cry out to him, and he is going to guide and direct you. He's going to give you wisdom and knowledge and direction and everything, but we must be faithful to him. We must spend time with him. And may, you know what? Your whole church may not do this. Your whole church may not be reading the Bible through in a year. Why don't you, though? Because we need to know the word. And when God, when you start reading these scriptures, you're going to read us. If you read the Psalms, all of a sudden, it, you will see scriptures and verses that are going to leap off the page for you and your husband or wife. And that's what we want us excited about. So anyway, we're going to stand up. We're going to worship the King of Kings, and we're going to have announcements by Deanne, one of our prayer warriors and uh, employees. And then we're going to do testimonies, okay? Yeah, you were, yeah, you were, and now 
You may be seated. God bless you. Welcome, welcome. The room's filling up. Praise God. So glad you all made it out tonight. Is everyone glad to be here? Amen. We look forward to this, right? I know I do. Okay. Um, we are... I'm going to read a testimony first before we do birthdays and anniversaries and all that good stuff. Um, we have an awesome testimony out of Texas, and we actually have a guest from Texas tonight, which we'll meet a little later. Um, about a year and a half ago, September of 2015, uh, this stander found her way back to God. And as a result, after six years, and as a result, God led her back to her husband. Praise God. Many of us were prodigals first, right? And then we became the standard. And now God's using us to pray in our, our prodigals that are out there. So God was telling her to go home, and she did. So let's hear her testimony. Uh, when our four children were quite young, I took them and walked straight out of our home, turning my back on God and my husband. My heart was as hard as stone, and I made, a choice, after cho I made choice after choice that tore my family apart. Quite a few years later down the road, God woke me up to the truth of all I had done. He revealed to me that no wrong, this is powerful, no wrong my husband ever did justified anything I chose to do. I repented with a broken heart for all I had done and vowed to follow him wherever he led me. Eventually, God opened my eyes to his plans for my family when he pointed me back home to my husband. I told him that I would follow him even there, but I also informed that him that he would have to perform a miracle. We're all believing for those miracles. God reminded me that nothing is impossible for him. Just a few months ago, our four young adult teenage children walked arm in arm with me down the aisle back to their father. So all glory to God for this restored family. So God is a miracle working God. No matter how much time has passed, no matter what the situation, circumstance, that's why Charlene te teaches us, stop looking at your circumstances, right? We cannot look at that. So glory to God. Um, okay, we are going to have some fun with the birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, March. Let's see how we do in March. Last month we had a lot. So let's start on this side. Anyone with a birthday? Woo, oh my gosh, March is a busy month too. When's your birthday? March 12th. March 12th. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Next. 29th. 15th. Wow. Four birthdays here. Five birthdays. How many on this side? Ingrid? 15th. Okay. Anyone else for birthday? Okay. Awesome. Happy birthday, everyone. And how about anniversaries? Any anniversaries for this month? How many years? 22, March 1st. Happy anniversary. Awesome. Very good. Anyone else for anniversary on this side? No? How about the other side? Okay. Not so popular for anniversaries. Well, we have a special gift for you. Uh, anything in the back, see one of the, um, either Ryan or Madison at the back, and they'll let you know what's available. For a birthday or anniversary, you get to choose a free gift. So you can take that home and be blessed. Okay. Um, next, we have uh, out-of-town visitors in the room tonight. If you raise your hand, we have, yes, sir, where are you, who are you here from? Okay, where's that at? What? North of Tampa. Okay, awesome, welcome. Thank you for coming to join us tonight. And uh, we have our, a Texas friend here, Amanda. 
from what area in Texas? Mesquite, Texas. God bless you. God has, God has something special for our out-of-towners tonight. Anyone else from out of the area? Sarasota, Sarasota our faithful Joe. <laughs> and Carol? Tampa. Welcome, welcome. Awesome. Anyone else from out of the area? California. So you'll be living in Florida now? Okay. Welcome. God bless you. Oh, God has something special, special tonight. He wouldn't bring you all that way to, to not fill you up to overflowing. Amen. To take it back. So we're going to have some, uh, oh, let, uh, the new people that are, anyone here for the first time that's not local? I mean, that is local, not from out of town. Oh, we have a lot of guests tonight. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. We welcome you, and we know that um, you're going to be super, super blessed tonight. We would like to get to know you a little bit more. If we could just have a few minutes of your time when the meeting's over, uh, join Miss Charlene at the roundtable. She won't keep you long, I promise. And uh, the forms that we gave you to fill out as first-time guests, if you could return those to Beverly in the back. That way she can, uh, she can take care of you with that. So God bless you. I'm going to have Miss Charlene come up. We're going to have our testimonies. And uh, be encouraged. Deanne. Deanne is an employee and is one of our prayer warriors. And we meet once a month and we pray for all of you. And we met Thursday night and prayed for you. And we have Beverly and Deanne, uh, Deanne and Beatrice, who's in the back. And we've been doing this for years, uh, Beverly and, De uh, Beverly and Beatrice and I, but now, and Eddie, and Eddie has uh, been here for years, and uh, many of you ones that have been here uh, is sick, and you can always pray for Eddie, but he will not be back, but he would love to have you pray for him. Tonight, we are going to do testimonies. Now, okay, you got your chance? Come to the front. I scared you all away. <laughs> we have no testimonies tonight. We had one. Okay, we can have three. One, two, three. Anybody want to praise the Lord? Amen. All right. And I don't even know this girl. That is so awesome. Connie, I love your name. And here is your little microphone. And just say your name. And okay. Well, I'm Connie, and I'm not one to speak in front of people, so forgive me. But God has told me I have to speak, even though I praise him. I agree. Him he at does. The time, at the time it happened, but I have to praise him now. So I just want to say, make a long story short, um, we, my husband had two deaths, two deaths in the family in one week. And wow. it brought us closer together because we spent time, just the two of us, not with our kids. And um, I, we had some emotional roller coaster between the two of us. And um, so what happened was I was saying, you know, God, give me the strength. You know, just give me something to let me know that I need to stand more because I was about to give up and couldn't take the pain anymore. And every single time he did that, he gave me he gave me recognition, told me that, you know, for instance, you know, me and my husband, we were on the plane together. We weren't supposed to be on the plane together. And we ended up falling asleep and holding hands. And that's like the first wow. time that I've been close to my husband in two years. So Ooh. that was a big thing. And um, 
you know, so other things, you know, we didn't sleep in the same room, but, you know, he told me I looked good that day, you know, going to the funeral and just like everything. And like, he tucked me into bed and that might not seem like a big thing to somebody, but it means like, it does, me, it so. does, doesn't it guys? Yes. But anyways, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming up and being obedient. Connie, you were obedient to the Lord. Yeah. Oh, here's another girl. My name's Tanya, and um, two weeks ago, my husband picked up our 16-year-old son to take him to the airport, and when Ethan got in the car, my husband said, how's mom? And Ethan said, she's okay, and he's, and my husband said, oh, I really miss her. So, oh, my. Yeah, it was sweet. I mean, I was happy to hear that, but I was more happy that my son got to witness That's that. That's what I was just like going to say. Because it's hard when your children are watching yeah. you and they're just like, how long is she going to do this? Like, <laughs> and it was just a beautiful sign for my oh, son. Oh, it was yeah. huge. Yeah. It's huge for our kids to hear dad or mom admit they miss them. And that is, ooh, that is a... Yeah. That's a biggie. Yeah, and that the other um, Sunday I was coming home from Arizona, and I listened to Pandora uh, Hillsong United Station, and I put my earbuds in, and I looked down, and they have the ads, and um, there was a huge ad, and it just said, uh, expect the unexpected. Whoa. Like, right. <laughs> Amen to that one. That's Rejoice Marriage Ministry's logo again. Yeah. Re expect the unexpected. I love that one. Yes. Okay, we are really for that one, are we not? We could vote for that one. <laughs> it would win, right? Uh, we could do a, uh, a little uh, test on which ones we should choose. Hi, Hi. Yersi. Hi there. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're going to be short. Yes, very short. <laughs> um, I wanted to focus on um, my recent trip with my husband. Um, as I mentioned last time, I wanted to bless one of the ladies in my prayer group mm -hmm. uh, in Costa Rica. Amen. So I had gathered some cards and um, little notes for her of encouragement because she had kind of exited the group and was feeling discouraged. And I gathered like a whole shopping bag full of little gifts, devotionals, and all kinds of little goodies and stuff. So big that the bag broke in the airport and my husband is like what is this who are you bringing this to and i'm like a lady in my bible study he goes you know her from costa rica and how do you know her and i'm like just a lady that i pray with like he doesn't know um about the group he just knows that i you know i'm involved with um you know women's ministry and so forth so my husband got to meet her um we met at her house and i gave her all the gifts and she was just so um blessed and encouraged mm. And uh, I had put it out to another life group that I uh, am a part of, and one of the ladies was like, do they accept, you know, U.S. dollars in Costa Rica? And I said, sure. So she just took a few dollars out of her purse, and another lady took a few dollars out of her purse. And as I'm praying over the gifts before I'm packing the night before, there was $20 in there, and I was like, the battle was in my mind. Like, that's not much. How am I going to give this to her? Like, it was somewhat embarrassing for me at that moment. But I continued to pray, and once... Um, I gave her the gifts once I got to Costa Rica. She messaged, she asked to join the group again, and she messaged saying that she needed that exact amount of money to be able to go to a doctor's appointment because she had been ill. And her daughter, um, God is so her, her daughter actually came home that night and had, uh, was asking her to go to like our carnival event, and she didn't have the money 
to, to allow her daughter to go, her teenage daughter to go. And so anyway, she shared on the group how, you know, the, the gifts were just medicine for her soul and mm -hmm. the continued prayers were just, you know, perfect. And that $20 went such a long way. So I just wanted to encourage everybody to just, you know, be a light to someone else. Uh, be ready because God is working. Ready for the battles because I faced that battle, you know, of not <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just $20. How can, you know, I just went back and forth. And you and know went, what? That is where we are. But if you, and, and I don't know if you have missions at your church, but we do at ours. And we just had two weeks of it. And when you listen to the missionaries and you realize and you look at the pictures overseas, we are so rich. And, and even my, uh, two of my t twins, Kayla and Kyle, uh, my grandchildren, are over in different areas. And it is not all, you, they are seeing another world. And they need, we all need to understand and see that, you know. So we are rich. We're so rich. And that is such a lesson for God to speak to us. Yes. And, I mean, she mentioned that not only was it a blessing to her, but her daughter was able to witness, you know, the, the powerful um, prayers that are reaching their mm -hmm. family from, you know, across the ocean. And so she, she wanted us, you know, me to thank you guys just for her, the continued prayers and encouragement. And, um it was a wonderful time, you know, I went with my family and we took a second trip uh, this past weekend and we went to my husband's hometown in the Dominican Republic and he referred to all his family as my wife, you know, as he introduced me <laughs> to everyone. Um, we love that. Yes. So continue to stay encouraged and just don't give up. Amen. What a beautiful testimony. What a beautiful testimony, especially when we're... Um, able to minister to other people around the world. And we are, if you, have, if you don't read Saturday and Thursday testimonies, you on Facebook Live, everybody, you are missing out on blessings and teachings that standers upon are speaking to each other about, I'm praying for all the standers, I'm praying for all the prodigals, hang in there, they, they speak and pray for each other and pray for you and all of the standards around the world. And that thrills my heart because I know they're growing in the Lord. It's just not about me and my marriage. It's about other marriages around the world also. And we, you could get a map and you could even show all your kids how many people are praying for the same thing. It's not, and that you're not unusual. And we need to use that as a, a teaching lesson. It's a teachable lesson for our kids of all ages that look at this. This is from Belgium. Look at this. This is from Sri Lanka, Ecuador, Nicaragua, and uh, Nigeria. I mean, you, it's amazing. God is so faithful. So you know what? And the saddest part about it is they have marriage problems around the world. That's the problem. So we got to pray for a revival around the world for us to have all of that. Well, we're going to do one more song. So let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords one more time in Christ alone. And I hope you will be blessed as you sing.
Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of when fears are still, when striving seems my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in heaven. This gift of love and righteousness Scorned by the ones He came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on whom was laid
Praise God. We all may have a seat. Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. We are in a very special time. Easter coming up. And Lent has started. I would, I'm challenging you. I want to talk about it in just a few minutes. Is that this is a time. It is 93, I believe, 3%. Uh, for the people that uh, come to church on Easter. You know, I, I challenged us. We started really early fasting and praying for Christmas. And we had a lot of breakthroughs at Christmas and, and, and Thanksgiving. How many people had their spouses come home? And I think of Cindy. When did your husband start contacting you? In December. I thought yours was December. Very strong. He's going to church with her, going to Bible studies with her. I mean, it is just, you know, they live in two separate houses still, but I mean, God is moving. And that is what we want. And I, am, I, I want to encourage you to use these next six weeks as we prepare for our hearts to, to go back and we have the Holy Week. And that's holy. You know, the, the, read the book of John. May I encourage all of, all of RMM as a whole, read the book of John. If you haven't read it this year, uh, read it now. Let's read it now as a family, with RMM family, because it, it takes us through so many things, and we need to recognize all what the Holy Week, we talk about that and teach about that because such teachable moments. But I want you to understand Without Jesus Christ dying on that cross and shedding his blood for all sinners, we wouldn't have any authority to do anything we're doing right now. And that's what he's, and he gave his disciples and told them, you've got to go spread the gospel and you have the authority and you can do what I've been doing. And he taught them and we need to learn that we need to learn from this word and then teach others because we are learning about marriage. And we need to know who Jesus Christ is. And if we don't believe he's got any power, or you don't believe that you're, and you're not praying, and you're not praying uh, scriptures, the word does not return void. So I want to encourage you, this next six weeks, turn, give God more time in your prayer time, or do it morning and night. Whatever God, how you can figure it out, but you know what? We have time for everything else, but we may get so tired and weary that we get at bedtime, we're not ready to read the Bible for him. And I dare you to, to set your alarm a half hour earlier and, and just say, I'm going to dedicate you a half hour before I go, and then say, I'm going to find a half hour or 15 minutes at the end of my day, and I'm going to close reading the Word and praying for my family and my wife and my kids and all the other things you've got. And even start a prayer list of people you know and see that need prayer and keep praying for them. We want to be different. We want to live a holy life. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. That is uh, what everybody says. And you, I, almost, I think we almost did 100% on all you looking and shaking your head. How many of us have said that? Even if we've got our marriage restored, we still need help. Do we not? Oh, yes, we need more help then than we ever did. 
Because if we stop praying and we stop believing, we're going to have marriage problems again. You know, we have to know and understand that we are on a spiritual journey for the rest of our lives to make marriages, our marriage to be strong, but to pray for our husband or wife to be strong in the Lord and we pray together, that's a gold. Put that on your list of prayer requests that when they come home that you get to pray together and, and, and read the Bible together and all these different things. Think of what you know, your heart's desires are, but that's what we want to do. But if we don't ask, you can't ask. If you don't ask, are we going to receive? No, we're not. So, you know, you have to, have to keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Matthew 7, and uh, that will just help you. So I want you to get ready so when your husband does come around, your wife does come around, you're going to be ready to start rebuilding your foundation on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We need to stop and keep thanking the Lord that he will never leave you or forsake you. Psalm 121 is such a promise. So many promises in there about that he is going to help us and our help comes from the Lord and that we don't need, we, we, God will use and speak to us to call somebody to help us or how do we do this or how do we do that or how do we fix this or how do we fix that. But first, we need to go to the Lord and, and ask him. He is our heavenly father. He is our spouse for the season, our husband, as it says in the Bible in Isaiah 54. And God does speak. And we have a CD, God does speak. And there's many. I was number one that didn't believe God could speak to me and, and, and speak to me and help me all the years of 20 years of marriage. I mean, I prayed. But I really didn't write down even questions, never ask them, never waited for an answer. And I did that for 20 years, and I was a, uh, an active in church. And I just say, you know, how did I miss that, that whole encounter with the Lord? And that is what I want you to have. I want you to have a personal encounter with the Lord, that he is real, he's alive. The Holy Spirit is the one that is going to speak to you. That is why he was left as the counselor, and he will guide you and direct you. And that is why we want our RMM family to grow spiritually. I don't want you to stay as babies in the Lord. I want you to grow and hunger and thirst for the word of God. I want you to know that you are in a battle, and the battle you need to know, just like War Room, there's a strategy, and, and that woman, Claire, Aunt Claire, was a prayer warrior. And, uh, but look what they did when people prayed, God answered. I love that one scene when a pastor, I don't remember if he was a pastor or a missionary, but he walked in to that room and walked back out of it and walked back into that room and walked into that closet and walked back in in there. And I can't remember the exact words he says, but he says, there's been somebody in here really praying to God and knows the Lord. And he took the house, you know, that fast because it was a, a, a house of prayer. And uh, not only a house of prayer, but a, uh, a room of prayer there. And we want, I, that's my challenge, is that we become that also. You know, if 
we have children or grandchildren or loved ones or co-workers that you see problems or anything, I encourage you to even write it down. But you can have a mental note. But pray for them when you see them, when you walk by. Just say a, a sentence prayer. And you have no idea how many times you do that, how you can affect somebody's life. If you know people and co-workers that are not saved, why not pray for their salvation? And let's start, write a list of think of people that you can invite to church for Easter. 93% are, would be willing to go to church than any other year, any other service. I cannot think of all of us need to be asking all of our family members, all of our friends, and let them say, you know, you want to come? And there are our church, we even have a good Friday noon service, and that church is full. And, uh, you know, so it's amazing the reverential, you know, acknowledgement of God at that time and of Jesus Christ, he arose and the people believe that. When we want to pray for our nation, uh, that the people who have been Christians and have become lukewarm will rise up now because we're going to pray for them. So my, that's my challenge is, is we are really going to pray fast, but we're going to pray. Now, we need to trust the Lord. You know, help, I need help. Well, we need to trust the Lord. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. And there's so many scriptures, and I'm using one that is very well known, but there's so many. When you start reading the word and reading Psalms and Proverbs, um, there are so many that have the word about trusting. Um, there's plenty of seats up in the front row, anybody ever needs any. Um, but there's so many um, that have trust in it. And we need, first we need, number one, we need hope. We all have to have hope. And if we don't have hope, we, and we need to, if we see someone that doesn't have hope, then say, you know what? I'm going to pray that God's going to give you hope in the midst of your circumstance. You have to have hope that you believe for even if you hear you've got a bad illness or you got marriage problems or any type of, you're losing your house, whatever, you know what? You have to have hope that God can do anything. And that means we have to pray and believe for a miracle. We may not receive a miracle on everything, especially illness. But, uh, but I know I got a new heart with that. I know Bob was healed many times. And we know other people that have been healed uh, with the God being Jehovah Rapha. But we need to have hope to pray to believe. Instead of saying, okay, well, you're diagnosed with cancer, we're not, we have no hope. Well, you have hope in the medicine? Why don't we have hope for God to do something supernatural on top of it? So let's go. You found Proverbs 3, I hope you have now. And it says, verse, we're going to work into it. Verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. And one of the things that I will throw in right now is... God wants us to follow his commands. He, wants, he wrote Ten Commandments for a reason. If we would read the Ten Commandments in Exodus, 
we would well have uh, no sin um, problems in our marriages and in our, in our world. You know, there's so many, and I'm not going to teach on Ten Commandments, but that's a good devotional. But what we want you to understand, if we only understood, do not commit adultery. It's do not commit adultery. God knew, you know, and there's so many others. But we need to obey the Lord. And I'm going to ask you, this is an examination of your heart tonight is ask the Lord, am I being disobedient in any area of my life? And Lord, if I am, will you show me? Now, you all may know what it is instantly. You may have one thing that you have not conquered, one thing you have not surrendered, laid at the cross and say, Lord, help me, whatever it is. But we have got to ask him and say, Lord, help me. Help me not have this one thing that just keeps tormenting me, whether it's a habit, whether it's an addiction, whatever it is. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every one of these men and women all around the world that are going to be listening to this, that what are you battling? Or what are more than one thing that you spoke, the Holy Spirit has been speaking and dealing with you or you haven't even wanted to ask the Lord, change me. Because you don't want to change. But we need to change. We need to grow in the Lord. We need to become not babies in the Lord. Where you're still needing milk. It talks about that in the Word. But it says you need to be mature in the Lord. Reading God's Word and praying God's Word. And doing all that His assignments are. He has a plan and purpose us. For us, he wants to use us to get more people in the, in the Lord's kingdom. And that is our goal. It's to add more people every day to the Lord's kingdom. If we suddenly, the Lord was to come, Lord, are we ready? Is our whole family ready? Have we been praying for them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? So, Lord, we have no guarantees of how long we're going to live. But we do know that we need to be obedient and we need to obey you and, and guide and, and, and just say, Lord, show me how to say no to my flesh. Crucify my sinful flesh and crucify the desires and passions of my life that are not of me, of, of, me, of you. And Lord, we will just praise you and thank you when we get victory in the things that we do. It may be a temper. It may be words. It may be watching too much TV. It may be on your phone too much, playing games. It can be anything. But we need to put God first. And we need to say, Lord, show me where you want me to be and change us, mold us. This is the next six weeks. I would love to break that habit and be closer to you. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory and all you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. That's a good word. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So we need to be loving and faithful. And then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. 
and, and, and see what it's saying, we will be a witness in love, in love and faithfulness. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and in man. Then verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not part of your heart. He needs it all. And lean not on your own understanding. Don't try to figure it out. Oh, my. We, we've, we've sit there and fi- figure it out and plan, and we want to worry about it, and we want to figure out how we're going to solve this problem. How can we woo them back in home? You know, I mean, let, let's see. What can I do? Well, guess what? It's not going to work. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on your own understanding. That Lord is sort of asking you, will you please lean on me? Lean on me, God, and the Holy Spirit, the counselor. And you know what? He will counsel you. He will give you ideas in your mind that will just blow your mind. Because you'll think, wow, Lord, that was a good one. You know? And in verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Are we acknowledging him? Or do we really hide him? And we, most of our friends and family and church people, you know, most of our workers or friends or neighbors, they may not even know we're Christians by way we live or work. But we need to show, it says, in all ways, we need to acknowledge him. We can't hide God. I'll pull you out when I want you, Lord. But right now, I don't want you in this thing, and we're just going to hide you. I'm going to put you in and put you out. I'll pull you when I'm around you. That's not God. He's not a puppet. He wants a commitment. He wants a commitment. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Do not be wise in your own eyes. You know, there's that pride, that that wise, I, I know what to do. Fear the Lord, and I pray you all do. And shun evil. Oh, that's what we need to really do. For our, pray that for our spouses. That, and, and shun evil. And here's your promise on this. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Wow. Can you believe that? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil, which will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's just a blessing. It just, I love that scripture. Are you recognizing the, the bullets that are coming from the enemy? Are you putting on, I'm going to say it again, everybody, Facebook, this is, this is Charlene's favorite question whenever you meet me, even in the hallway. Are you, where are you spiritually? Are you putting on the armor of God daily on you and your family and loved ones? Are you praying the hedge of protection around you and your family and your health and your finances and your property and all the things that your career, God's plans and purposes, your dreams and visions? We need to put God's hedge of protection around all of that. And then we need to put on the hedge of protection, armor of God, put the blood of Jesus over everything to protect us. He shed his blood. And then we put the wall of fire around it in Zephaniah. So we, we protect ourselves. We don't want to go outside. We don't want to leave the home. We get dressed and we get prettied up and we get shaved and combed up and ready to go 
play golf or go to work or whatever we do on our fun times. But we need to do that. That's not, it, God doesn't tell us to do these things and then say it's optional. It's not optional. So I, I, I did not even know to do that when I started standing. I didn't even know it. So no wonder I had 20 years of marriage problems at the beginning. I wasn't even praying. I was praying, but I wasn't doing protection on our family. So we want to teach you and make sure that everybody knows that. Um, go to our website. It's there. I, I want you to know that you're, many of you are going through different trials and tribulations. But also, God allows us to go to get us to be obedient. He allows us to go through testings. Or there'll be testings and trials. I am reading books um, lately. I've, I've had time to read books um, because I've been uh, battling bronchitis a couple of months, as you all know. And so, and I write, read these books, and these authors write at the very beginning. You know, to write this book, I had to go through the fire. We went through the fire and the testings and, and so forth, and it goes on. And I have read this over and over and over again. And I go, wow, thank you, Lord. I'm not by myself, you know? And so remember that when God gives you a plan and a purpose and a dream and a vision, a lot of times for you to get that, you've got to go through the fire to be purified and be made more like him. But also God is, is look at the testing, you know, that the Israelites went through. They, you know, they had the glorious sea part, the Red Sea part. But what were they doing the very next day? grumbling three days later, four days later, and they grumbled and grumbled and grumbled. And, you know, and, and it's, we, I'm asking you, do we need to start grumbling? Do we need to praise the Lord and thank him? Praising the Lord and thank him is the secret. So in Hebrews, um, I'm just going to flip there. And I know you got paper and pencil right in front of you. And I'll give you, I'm going to give you a lot of different scriptures you can read tonight. Um, that you can read during the week. But Hebrews 12, it says in the, uh, verse 1, and I'm skipping a few words, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so in easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We have a race we are marking. It is, we have a marathon. It is going to be a spiritual journey, and it is not just a 400-meter a, a one. It is not. I'm going to tell you, it is for your life. And because God is going to use you and your family or whatever way, in, in many different ways, in youth ministry, whatever it could be. It, who knows? You know, you may be having teaching a Bible study in your home or at church about marriage in the future. Who knows? Your husband may be teaching it. Your wife may be teaching it. Don't do what I did, but I want to teach you that I was a Bible teacher, and now I'm not, and now here I am and back. God wants to take back what the devil has stolen. Does he not? Of course he does. And we have got to understand that we cannot get weary. And when we get weary, the enemy is making us weary and tired because God says, I'm not going to look up the word strength, but God says, 
I am your strength. Isaiah 40, it is awesome. So fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And that Lori, and uh, De, not Lori, Deanne, sorry, said it tonight. Don't look at your circumstances. Woe is me, do not. But look up to the Lord and praise him for all that he's given you. And, and keep praising him and keep praying. It says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his, its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So I'm saying the answer is in here. The answer is in this Bible. And I know that I know there are some of you who are weary and tired. This is your scripture for tonight. This is it. My son, it says, and then I jump down, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. And we will rebuke us. If we're being wrong or misbehaving or not being obedient or not doing what he tells us to do, he will rebuke us because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Verse 7, endure hardship as a discipline. God is treating you as a son, for what son is not disciplined by his father? None. Is that not true? How many are not ever disciplined by their mother? I can't hear you. None. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you will be Ill illegitimate children and not true sons. So I want to tell you, and so verse 12, I'm going to jump down. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Do you see what the word says? Can you get excited and say, wow, that was so good. And that was just in, in Hebrews. You know, we've got to get excited and say, that was for me tonight. That scripture, I'm claiming it for me. We cannot, we don't have to give in to the trick of the enemy to be weary and lose strength and take the joy of the Lord from us. I want us to have the joy of the Lord because the Lord says we're supposed to have it. If we can't look and be notified that we're Christians all around the world, then who wants to become a Christian and a believer if we have all this, you know? Who wants that? And that's what the Israelites didn't get, you know? He gave them all, everything. He gave them freedom, and then they grumbled. Sorry. So that is just a touch. So will you be open, my question, Will you be open to his corrections, his prunings, his trials, and his testings? And say, I trust you, I believe you, and I have hope and faith in you, and I know you're going to turn this all around to good. Romans 8.28. And while you're reading Romans 8.28, go to the end of the chapter, because it even gets better. Next, 
Next key, examine your heart if you have a bitter root growing up in your heart. Because some people, you are so angry and so mad that you're allowing your anger and bitterness turn into a bitter root, and it's in your heart. Well, we got to get that out. you got to pull it out, and it's going to need to be pulled out. It may take more than one time to pull it out, but examine yourself. Examine yourself if you're being disobedient and you know the Lord told you to do something. Now, I confess I've got one thing. I, I obey and then I disobey. Have anybody ever done that? Oh, only three of us. <laughs> Lord, come on up and teach. Okay, I mean to tell you. Okay, does anybody battle that? Okay, we're all right here. I thought we had all the angels here. Okay, well, I just want to make sure we don't sin and lie. While we're here, I mean, zip my lips. Okay, are you doing what the Lord's told you to do? That is, that's a huge, um, are we done in rebelling? You know, a lot of us, and, and I, I am number one, because if you read our books and CDs and heard Bob about me, I chased the other woman and him around trying to get even with them. And if God blessed America, that God blessed me. So I'm, God blessed me so much that day, I never found them. Because if I did, I might have been in jail for the rest of my life. So you know what? There's a lot of times your prayers aren't answered because they're for your own good. Do you realize that? Amen. Is that not the truth? Because what you were thinking was not, uh, not good. <laughs> Psalm 52, 22, it says, Cast your care on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. So, you know, Psalm 56, 3 to 5, When I'm afraid, I will trust in you, Lord, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust I will not be afraid. How many of us live with fear of, what, of the unknown? Get rid of it. Get rid of it because it's not from the Lord. You have a, remember 1 Timothy um, 1, 7, and it says you are filled up with the God's love and power and a sound mind. And if you feel like you're losing your mind and you don't have clarity in mind, ask God to give you a sound mind. Because we need to seek the Lord and, and tell the devil to be, to, he's lost the battle. He lost the battle at the cross. Psalm 62, 1-2 says, my soul find rest in God alone. Do I want you to have rest. I want you to have peace. God, think of what the Holy Spirit is in Galatians 5 is Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We're just supposed to live like that. But we may not have that. But that's where we say, Lord, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. As Ephesians 5 says, I'll fill you up. Oh, I keep filling you up. I'll just keep filling you up. Overflow. It'll overflow. Fill me up, Lord, more and more of you. That's what I want. It's Psalm 62 says, My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock 
my, and my salvation. He is my fortress, and I will never be shaken. Now, Lori taught on that once or twice here, but it's one of my favorite scriptures, and it's in there a couple of times. And then I've got to give you Psalm 91, verse 2. 91, if you are battling fear, anything. I love Psalm 91. I read that almost every night. And I've been reading it every night since I got two kids over in, um, in Wales and uh, Ireland and England and flying here and going in a ferry boat there. Man, I'm praying that whole group to be safe and sound and no harm will come against them. And Psalm 91 is an awesome scripture for all of us to pray and, and to pray for all the ones that we know. Your, your mother, your father, your whatever may be living in fear. Pray Psalm 91 for them and be a prayer warrior for them. Um, but we need to know who we are in Christ and, and that is the secret. And I don't know if the devil is stealing from you also the peace of mind because worry is not of God. Satan wants to have you worry about everything. Worry is not in the book of the Bible it, to, uh, to worry. He does not want you worrying. It says, do not worry how long the Lord is going to take to solve your problems. That's the Lord's business. We don't need to worry about it. We need to say, I taught this to my kids and one of my sons, when he was younger, Tom, loved Matthew 6. And I'm going to go there right now. Matthew 6 is where it is titled. Matthew 6 is an awesome a chapter of the Bible because it talks about adultery in there. So I always like that one. And I'll just throw that in. Actually, uh, it's chapter 5. I was reading it today. So I'll throw that in just for you, just because it's good. In Matthew 5, verse 27, you've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. In your right eye, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. God says, the Lord says, that was in red in my Bible. And it is Jesus talking and telling the people what he thought about marriage and adultery. It is black and white. Do not feel like you're an oddball. You may be an oddball in this world right now, but you are following the Lord. And if the Lord comes back suddenly, quickly, or you should have an accident on the way home or whatever, and we meet the Lord, we're going to be standing there by ourselves, and, and we have to be accountable for ourselves, not Eve... Uh, Adam cannot say, Eve gave me the apple to eat. You have to be standing there and know what it says.
I say that seriously because we all do not read the word enough to know it and we need, and, and that is my burden. I know I don't know it enough. You'll, I'll never know it enough to the day I die. I love ver different versions of the Bible because it clarifies it. I love devotional book by Rick Renard that has the Greek and it takes one script verse and he writes three pages on one verse to tell us that what this one verse is so powerful. So I pray that you'll grow spiritually and you'll love reading this word and saying, my husband and I didn't know this. And I didn't know this. And I sinned, but God has forgiven me. And he's forgiven me for my lack of knowledge. That was what I prayed for. Forgive me for my lack of knowledge. And that's what we all can pray. And then we can say, Lord, fill me up and teach me. Okay? All right. I'm going to skip Matthew 6. I'm going to Matthew 6 now. I haven't forgotten it. It's Matthew 6, verse 25. And I'm not going to read it all because I don't have time. But it says, therefore, I will tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Read the rest of it. But go down to verse 33. But seek first his kingdom. Here's your instructions. And his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Oh, what a wise statement. Because do not worry about it tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm going to tell you a personal story. I normally don't. Well, I try. Oh, my whole life is personal. <laughs> you know everything about us. There's no secrets of Bob and I. But I'm going to tell you something new. It just happened uh, when I was sick in uh, January when Lori taught. And uh, I got sick with bronchitis, not once, not twice, but three times. I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. And, uh, and I just could not throw it off. And so anyway, they kept changing my antibiotics, you know. And so anyway, this one antibiotic, I saw an infectious disease doctor in, and he said, okay, you took this about four years ago, so you need to take it now. That year, it cost $2,000, and I paid for it. And he said, so I, and, and Lori said, do you really think she needs that strong of a pill? And he goes, well, she's been on a lot of antibiotics. I think this would be the best one. And, and we knew the insurance probably wouldn't pay for it. So we went to the drugstore, and Lori says, you know, I just, so we debated with the doctor, you know, arguing with God, you know, you know, here's the doctor saying, you know, you need to take this. But really don't want to spend the money. So anyway, I said, but I want to get better. I want to teach. I am here tonight because I took the pill, you know. And uh, so anyway, I went to the pharmacist, and he says, oh, your insurance won't pay for this. Uh, and this is, I'm giving you a reason, I'm telling the story. Get pencil and paper ready. So anyway, I, I, I said, okay. So we went to the drugstore and, and they said, your insurance won't pay for it. And I said, oh, I knew it wouldn't. And he, they said, and it's $5,000. $5,000? For how many pills? You know, and it was two weeks of pills. And Lori says, we're refusing that today. We're going to go home, and I said, I'm going home and praying because I thought, I've got to take this pill. So I thought, what am I going to do? 
well, credit card, here you come. You know, I had, I had the solution instant, you know. Thank God I have credit. So anyway, I prayed that day. I, and, and, I, and I do a Daniel fast, and I was been fasting trying to get through this. And I prayed, and I prayed till 3 o'clock in the morning. I kept waking up and praying and praying. Lord, you have got to have an answer. You're my husband. You're my provider. Do you want me to go in debt $5,000 to get better and get back to work again? Okay, Lord, tell me you want me to go get that tomorrow morning. I want to hear from you. I need to hear from you. And so, I mean, Lori said, you ought to go to in the hospital. Just let's get admitted. I mean, we all just had salute. We didn't know what to do. You know, uh, it's, it's a lot of money to go into debt and so forth. So we, I really prayed. I mean, I prayed. And God, the next morning I go, well, I'm just going to go get it. I'm just going to get it. That's just, Lord, unless you do something. And I got up, and Lori calls me first thing in the morning. She says, I got an answer. And she says, I've got the solution. And she says, I thought and, and prayed about how we were going to get around this. And she, then I, she said, I remembered Ashley. And Ashley, of course, her daughter, who's been sick and is, has a, uh, a uh, 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 well, sacralogenesis, which she was born with and has to go to the Ohio Children's Hospital three times a year, and she goes in another two weeks. Again, um, she just went last month, but she's having to see four doctors. So anyway, she's got a lot of problems, and she has a lot of different things that she has to do and, and uh, with catheterizations and so forth. So bottom line is, she goes, I'm going to call where I get all my supplies and see if they take medicine. She looked it up, blinkhealth.com. I'm telling you this because I am going to save people money around the world. Blink Health, B-L-I-N-K, Health, H-E-L-T-H.com. And there are probably many other companies like this. I didn't know there was any company like this. But I am telling you, Lori called and said, by any chance, do you take this medication? Can you do it? Oh, yeah, we take it. In fact, you pay us and you pick it up at Walgreens. I go, you got to be kidding me. That's... And $150. That was my miracle. That is a miracle. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I want you to know that Jehovah Jireh is your provider. And you've got to get serious about praying standing on the Word of God, speaking the Word of God, and fasting and praying, and see how God can move a mountain. My mountain, I felt like I had 100 mountains that day. I thought, well, you know what? No big deal. I'll just go into debt. It's not a big deal. For me, I'm trying to get out of debt completely. That's my goal. That should be all of our goals. And, but, and even as a husband and wife, but... To see God do it in less than 24 hours, it was a miracle. And it will always be a miracle for me. And I want you to believe that. And I had to share it. I said to the Lord, when I have something like this, this is something that I am foolish enough to tell everybody because I want to save you money in any way, shape, or form. 
or for your mom or your dad, brother, uncle, cousin. I don't care how you do it. I am saying if what God does for me, I want to give you and bless you with it. How well do you know Jesus Christ? I can tell you. You can tell me any one of your problems. After what happened that day, where, where did my faith go? Woo! It doesn't matter what, what I have, what, what the stick I was that day. I knew God was my healer. The Lord is, is, did something that is incredible. And I want you to know the names of God, the names of Jesus, the I am. John 8, 58. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am Jesus, we need to understand <coughs> the price that Jesus paid on the cross. We need to understand God sent his only son to come down on earth to be an example for three years and to share all that he, he has shared us. Read the Gospels. Read New Testament and read it to the end where he left his disciples who even wrote part of the book of, of the New Testament. We need to understand Jesus died on the cross for you, your husband, your children, your family members. I want you to get on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing, nothing is too hard. I have a lady that just told me today her husband's girlfriend is having a baby. I said, that's not an issue. There, Sarah with Abraham did not wait for her miracle. And she said, go get Hagar and go to the bedroom. And I'm putting it in modern translation. And guess what? Ishmael came. And it can be an Ishmael baby. And you will love that baby in years to come because it's part of your husband or part of your wife. But I am telling you, there is nothing Nothing too hard for God to do. You must believe that. Give God the glory. Give God the glory in all that he's going to do. Now, I'm going to speak seven statements of I am, okay? Because we need to know when we're starting Lent that we need to know the statements that are in the book of John. And that's why I said at the very beginning, if you remember, I challenge you to please read the book of John. There are 38 names and titles in the book of, J of John, of Jesus Christ, and you will see them and you can write them down. I'm not giving you the 38. Let the Lord show you as you read it. If you, um, so the first one is, I am the bread of life, John 6:35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes me will never be thirsty. And let me flip to John. I got to do some homework here. Sorry. I got too excited about my saving $5,000. But I had to get that in tonight. Um, John, I am the bread of life. When you look up John 6, you will see there is a whole portion of scripture that you need to read it all. Because he says is that we need, um, 
verse, um, let me read the verse I have marked down, 27. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed the seat of approval. And they, they asked him, well, what does that mean, that the works God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Who is the one that God sent? Jesus. So he's telling these people, I am the bread of life. Who comes to whoever comes to me will not be thirsty and will not go hungry. Let me read it exactly right so I don't mess it up. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, we can go, and I could take you, and, and, and it would take another hour, but I could take you, and it would show you about the Samaritan woman who where he asked her to give her water and that she would thirst no more. And you know what she did? And she asked him all these questions and said, I know you are a mighty man. And so then he said, I know who you are. And she said, well, I got to go back and, and tell my husband. He says, well, wait a minute. That's not your really husband. And you, you have other, five other situations. And so, you know, what he was saying is, I know everything that's going on in our heart and mind. But he took the woman who was the most unlikely prostitute and turned and used her to be the spokesman to be save that whole city. So we've got to be very careful that one of the things in our eyes is that we don't judge. Because we're very good at judging. How are you doing on judging that other person? And I dare say to you, stop. Stop. God created them. God wants them saved. He wants them to go back to their family. He wants them to be her, her or him to be a lighthouse there. So stop judging and thinking how bad they are and say, God, forgive me. I'm going to pray for them more just as much as I am going to pray for my husband and wife. They'll go back where they're supposed to be and, or they'll get saved and be used by God in the future. That's what's happening. You'll hear it about it in the testimonies. You know, I want you to understand as we do these bread of life and the I am, what the Lord is really saying to us. You know what? It's ouch. But he shows us and, and teaches us through the word how to apply it to our life and examine us. We all need to come in repentance. We all need to ask for forgiveness and we all need to walk in faith. So we know the bread of life and that he is the bread of life. And that if we, we will never hunger, we will never be thirsty if we keep reading the word of God. I am the light of the world. I was going to bring a flashlight, but I decided with all of these lights, that would be a little bit hard to do. So pretend I have a flashlight. And pretend you've got a flashlight, every one of you. And all you can see 
is that little, pretend you had a hurricane, a tornado, or you turned out the lights and stubbed your toe in your bedroom, and you have got to go to the bathroom. And what are we doing? Holding on to the walls, are we not? Or the furniture, or the bed. Is that how we do it? And I am saying, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he will show us the way. But that light, that flashlight, does not radiate a huge light. He wants us to take his hand and follow him. And one step at a time, and the more we walk, the more we follow him, that we're not going on a detour road. We're following him because he is the light. He radiates light. So we don't have to follow the flashlight, girls. You can get men. We can put the flashlight away because we need to follow the light. I am the light. There's no darkness in Jesus. He is the light. And we have got to get our eyes focused to where that he, we say, I am the way. I am the light. When Jesus spoke, he says to the people, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, we need to pick up our cross and follow him who will never walk in darkness. We will never open our eyes to adultery. We will never be tempted to, to curse our, our boss or whatever we do with our tongue. We will not watch R-rated movies. We won't go down those paths because I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We want to radiate the light. And we, with, if we stay with the Lord, we have a countenance and are a light. You know what? Everyone, and I know even in your church, you will know who are really on fire for the Lord or who are reading the word or who are growing or even at work. Do you not know and did you not find one believer possibly that, that you know is different? Will you be that light in your dark world? Because that's what God is asking you to do. He's asking you to be the light for your husband, for your wife, for your children, for your mother, your father. Yes, be the light that you'll forgive your family members that have wounded you and when you were children. Because when you go read the Bible, it's going to talk about forgiveness. If I don't, I'll forgive you but you've got to forgive them. So I'm saying, let's get this tonight because this is through Easter. We want to grow in Easter. And it says in John 10, 9, I am the gate or the door in some translations. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. Now, I'm just going to flip to uh, Luke 15, which any of, many of you know is one of Bob and my favorite um, scriptures or chapters in the Bible with Luke 1 and a few hundred others. But, <laughs> but I have a lot of favorites. The parable of the lost sheep. Now, Jesus, I just said in Luke and John 10, 11, that John, I am the good shepherd, 
I'm the good shepherd who lays his life down for the sheep. He died on the cross for us. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Now, to go back and to hold your finger at Luke 15, because i got to go another. Because in Luke 10, you can just add that down. Just add that to your list of, of books, of chapters to read. Because chapter 10 is powerful. Because it says... Um, I am the gate. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes. The thief is coming. Do you get it? For your family also. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to abundantly to the full. That is in John 10, right is the shepherd. That is, we got to say hallelujah. I 11, I am the shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for them. And that is, would I or you not let die for your daughter or child if there was a choice, if they had a problem? Say, Lord, take me and don't take them. We would lay our life down. But we've got to understand. Verse 14, since I'm the good shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have no other sheep that are not of the of this sheep pen. And it goes on and on. It's so good. But John 15, I got to read that one because it's really, really good. Because it says, suppose of you... Jesus then told him a parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully, he's praising the Lord, put it on his shoulder and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you, that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And we're praying for Easter that there's going to be thousands and millions of sinners that will repent on Easter Resurrection Sunday. That is what you're praying for. That is what we're getting excited about. He is the good shepherd, and he will leave and has gone and has not abandoned you. He's gone to go after your husband, your wife, your children who are on drugs or alcohol or being promiscuous. He don't, don't doubt what he's doing. He is not giving up on your family, and don't you give up on them either. I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five to 26. What a powerful one. That, how, we all know this one. Jesus said to, to Mary and Martha, remember this so well, do you not? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? He asked them. Do you really believe this? 
Remember, Mary and Martha, he knew them very well. He knew Lazarus very well. They were best friends. But he asked them, and he's asking us, where are you? Where are you spiritually? Are you believing me for this marriage, or are you giving up? Are you getting weary? Are you getting afraid? Are you getting tired? Are you throwing in the towel? What else are you saying or thinking? But that's what he's saying to Mary and Martha when then what did he show his mighty power? He is going to show his mighty power just like a $5,000. Just like it. There is no doubt and if I had, oh, ye of little faith, I could have spent $5,000 that same day. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, thank you, Lord, I didn't. We all could have made a mistake and taken a dear to a road. We need to follow the light. We need to pick up the cross and follow the Lord. And Jesus says, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to me. No one comes to the Father except through me. You have to come to me. You can't go to the Heavenly Father without going to Jesus. And Jesus is the right, on the right side of God, the Father right there. And he's, he's and you know what? He's interceding. He's our advocate. He's interceding for all the prayers we pray. Well, you're not praying any prayers, really? You're just reading the Bible but not praying? And that's where, that's where we got to go. We got to turn up the prayer life. We got to become that Aunt Claire. You know, write up some prayers and, and do short prayers or whatever. Print them out on our website. But God can help you. I, I'm not want to give you guilt or condemnation but I want us to be responsible because you know what? If somebody has a passion to, to do something great, you know what? You, you know type A personalities are ones that are whatever, determined. That's what the word I need, determined. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we need to be determined. We need to be dedicated. And we cannot go on detours but we need to be disciplined, like our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the last but not least, John 15, and it is powerful. Every one of them are, if you would read the whole chapter around it, if you read all of John, you're going to get it. John 15, and it's, I am the way, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. And guess what? They have scissors. <laughs> and they go out, and that tree looks a little bit too big, and it's just got to be trimmed. Or maybe that hibiscus bush. Or maybe the, the hedge, the ficus hedge. Or, and you have the electric scissors. Zoom! Zoom! Man! It doesn't take long, but boy, we feel it, do we not? Have we felt it more than once? Yes. Two times? Yes. We're always going to feel it. 
off and on throughout our entire life. Let's read it. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. There's a warning. While every branch that does bear fruit, he wants us to multiply, he prunes so that he will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Now, this is a lesson here. There's the word. Four, remain in me. Don't go on a detour road, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. I can do nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ. I can do nothing. Nothing. Understand that. You can do nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ for marriage restoration. You need him all the time. And if we think we can just leave him on the side and we don't read the word and we don't pray and we just, we're just going to pray for marriage restoration and I'm really dedicated, God knows the truth. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers, and such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words, my words from the word, the Bible, remain in me, ask what, now this is such a promise, now get to this, this is a promise, verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples, wow, wow, that is it. That is it. But oh, how powerful. I am telling you, I hope you get the next six weeks to be the most on fire six weeks that you've had in a long time because we've opened up your eyes to see what God can do. Now, I'm gonna, I was going to close with Psalm 46, but I'm just going to read it real quick. A portion of it. But I want you to know, never doubt that God will be exalted among the nations. Just as God showed his mighty resurrection power on the cross, he is going to show his mighty power in your life. You are going to be an example to others. And you're going to have to share. You sound like you've lost your mind or you've you're, you know, you're, you're extreme or what are all the words they call you? Crazy. That's a good word. I was crazy. Yeah, I was crazy. What's another one? Yeah, right. What's, in denial. Oh, that was my favorite. Oh, I love that one. You're in denial. That is never going to happen. You're dreaming, you know. What's another one? Free will. Oh, yes, I love that free will. They've got their own free will, so you can't do a thing about it. No, I don't. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm going to pray that God does. 
And God can do anything because he created them. So Psalm 46 says, um, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. I had to close with that because I started with it. And then it says in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Hallelujah, I finished. But oh, I tell you, I got so excited when I got this. And I just want to spread it. To, to Facebook, I want to spread it where all this, this will be going out tomorrow and it just will be on there. And I'm thinking, I know you're thinking, but I'm not there. I've got a spirit of heaviness. I've got a spirit of depression. I am, I've lost all my hope. But we're going to go and we're going to read John. And we're going to say, Lord, help me, help me, fill me up with the Holy Spirit. Be my counselor, be my help, help me. And you cry out every day, every hour to help me. He will not fail you. And that's what we've got to come to know. We've got to know who we are in Christ. And the Lord will change you and help you and take the problems and turn them around. Now, I can't guarantee you're going to get $5,000 savings. I really can't because that it took me too many years. I will say that. I'm not going to tell you my age. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It is good. I am praising the Lord. But we have got to get excited and believe and tell other people, you need to believe for your marriage to be restored. You don't want to throw your marriage away. Why would you throw away? Think of what your marriage vows were. So I want you to look toward Easter as a resurrection that Jesus Christ done on the cross for your marriage and for your husband, for your wife, for your family, for your children, for your, for your career, for everything. He wants the best for you. And that is my heart's desire. When we come back Easter, we, in April, we will talk about what he, the pain and the suffering our Lord did. And so we get to go through pain and suffering because our Lord did. Their disciples did. Did they not? So we get, we're a disciple, right? Okay. Pain, suffering comes with it. But we can skip some of it. We can go through it faster if we know who we are and, and stand on the promises of God. A lot of us just don't stand and speak the word and stand on the promises of God. And I gave that to you. It's Friday. It's on the website. If you haven't read it, you can read it. And it, it doesn't have all the extra I threw in today. But I want you to understand that we have got to say, Lord, Easter is so important. God chose that day for him on Friday to pay that price. And he was told not to go to Jerusalem. He was told, don't go. I'm, I'm to go. I'd follow my father. So anyway, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. 
for this class that has been here. We thank you for all the seats that are full, and we just give you the praise and the glory for all the people that are visiting and have come from out of town. We just ask that you would bless all of us, get us all home safely tonight, give us traveling mercies, and Lord, we ask that you would take every word that was not of you to erase it, but every word that was of you, which were many scriptures, may you just uh, stir up a fire, fan the flame, in every one of our standards and hearts and lives and their children's hearts and lives that they will believe the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of whom we serve. And Lord, we are just praising you and thanking you and, and, and think of the promises. So many of them had a promise afterwards. So I pray that we will be filled up and we may consider fasting, a small fast, a, a Daniel fast, or give up one thing uh, a day. And Lord, you show them, you tell them. Read Isaiah 58 with the promises of fasting. And Lord, we just ask that you would bring the prodigals home by the hundreds, by the thousands, and by the millions on Easter Sunday. We are praying that you will touch so many husbands and wives that are together, that are hanging by a thread. We ask that you would block, stop at the separation and divorce and are even speaking of it. Father God, I pray that you will pour on agape and eros love on all the marriages around the world, whether they're believers or not, they are sinners and that they need to know that Jesus is the answer for their marriage to be, to be all it's supposed to be. Lord, I pray for all the marriages that have been restored, and I pray that you will turn up that agape love in 1 Corinthians 13, that they will love their spouse till they get through all the process of marriage restoration. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the message that you gave us, and, and Lord, we ask that you will just make it come alive to every one of these men and women individually and even to the children that are here that were sitting next to their parents. Lord, may they get something out of it. Lord, you're no respecter of persons. And what I have gone through and what other people have gone through and had blessings, you can do for, my, for all of your children. And we believe that. We stand on the promises of that. Now, Lord, we're going to open up the time for prayer, for short prayers for the, their spouses or most urgent prayer requests. And we ask that we would uh, speak loudly and would you hear our prayer request and then may we uh, eat and fellowship and bless the food that is here. And we just thank you for letting us have this meeting tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.